Welcome to the return slot of horror. A podcast set in the basement of a video store much like the one from your youth. A place where Mickey, Marika, and Michelangelo hang out after hours, talk about horror films, and can't seem to agree on much other than their love for the genre. So grab a drink, be careful on the stairs, and don't be the last one left in the basement at the end of the night. <laughs> it's the beginning of our Halloween jamboree! <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, since the Halloween season is upon us, we're doing a trilogy of films that celebrate Halloween, which is me and Michelangelo's favorite holiday. Mickey, mm-hmm. not so much, but that's okay. We love you anyway, Mickey. So, the f- movie that we're going to be talking about tonight is 2007's Trick or Treat, which was written and directed by Michael Doherty, who also uh, is at, was at the helm of Krampus, which I suspect will end up in our Christmas jamboree. Yes. <laughs> it uh, is a horror anthology that features Anna Paquin, Brian Cox, and Dylan Baker. And I think we're going to get into the movie, but before we do, I want to know what you guys are drinking. Mickey. Yeah, I'm actually going with the local beer here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> fresh. It's, it's it's a wet hopped IPA by Ooh. a local brewery called Butler Brew Works, and the beer is called Creature. Oh, nice! Nice. I think that works pretty well for trick or treat. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call it a creature feature, but there's some creatures. There's definitely creatures. Approved. Delicious. Lovely. Michelangelo. Um, uh, I, I haven't gone out to the store yet to get any, um, uh, optominal Oktoberfest type beers. So I'm drinking, uh, Sancerre tonight, which is a white wine from France. It's usually like a Sauvignon Blanc. They're very crisp and refreshing. Lovely. Very Halloween-y. <laughs> and what are you having? Well, today's signature cocktail is, um, it's Halloween-y. I am calling it the Werewolf Heart, which is also a shout out to the fantastic song by the band Dead Man's Bones, which is perfect spooky Halloween listening. If you don't know Dead Man's Bones, check them out. Fantastic and spooky and great ambiance. One of their songs was in The Conjuring. If you come into the video store, we'll definitely be playing them. So it's called the Werewolf Heart. And... It's kind of a lazy cocktail, but <laughs> it's basically uh, a black cherry hard seltzer with grenadine to make it bloody. It doesn't look that bloody, but it's bloody. And then I put hot lips, like those gummy hot lips, because <laughs> those are delicious. So we'll see what happens to them when they've been at the bottom of my glass for an hour. I'll uh, I'll keep you. Put- it's good Halloween candy. You can't do a Halloween <laughs> cocktail without putting some sort of like refined sugar in there. Brilliant. <laughs> did you did you have these gummy lips like lying around or did you I get them specifically? I certainly did. <laughs> I certainly did. I always have there's always candy in my house. Like that is but gummy not, lips, that's very a specific thing. Yeah. I went to the bulk store 
It's like the only place you can get them. <laughs> I've never seen gummy lips outside of like Halloween, the night of. Yes, but that's because I'm magical. I'm the you Halloween are. fairy. Yes, you are. I, I want to give a, I want to give a shout out real quick to this place in Pittsburgh called Grandpa Joe's Candy Shop, right? That place is amazing. Yeah, it's an old school candy store, and it's like the only place I've seen gummy lips outside of the holidays. Just throwing that out there. But they do have gummy lips year round, and it is a cool store. There you go. Let me ask you something. Uh, this is a question for both of you. Have you ever made out with the gummy lips or practiced on the gummy lips? They're not the right. Yeah, cons- yeah, it's not right. Like they're not the right format. I feel like there's like the wax lips, uh-huh. which are which are like a better, like more human, like for oh, yeah. formula format. Is that a right? Is uh-huh. that the right word? Like a size? That's the word I was looking for. Uh, but no, to answer your question, I've not made out with any kind of candy. <laughs> Have you? With any kind of candy, none. When you were a kid, you didn't like French kiss anything. Not candy. What, a teddy bear? No. <laughs> Ew, hairy. Getting well, like fake fur, polyester with... fur in your mouth. What no. did you practice kissing when you were younger? So today we're talking about Trick or Treat. <laughs> 2007 horror anthology written and directed by Michael Durie. We were on to something here. We were on to Mickey, I think, yeah, had wanted we to input some stuff. Uh, Mickey? No, I yeah, for sure. Wax lips when I was a kid. I, I didn't... You, you don't... I tried to like chew on them and I thought you're supposed to eat them, but like nobody told me what to do with wax lips. And then I was like, oh, so you don't. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So I. I... What do you do with wax lips? I make out with them because you want to try kissing for the first time. So you're like, ooh, wax lips. Ooh. <laughs> no, but that's not why they invented them. They weren't like, hey, guys, we're going to make these <laughs> yeah. lips so kids can practice making out. Like, are you, you're not supposed to eat them? No, I think you're supposed to put them like kind of like hold it over your lips and you can chew on them and stuff. But you can't eat but, it. Yeah, you're not supposed to eat them. There's, well, you can. No, you well, can eat wax. it, but they're not edible. They're not sweet. It's wax. It's not candy. Yeah, they don't. Oh. They, yeah. They're not going to probably. The digestive tract's not going to handle it very well. It's going to come what out looking weird very similar. Yeah, it's a weird thing. I want to get to yeah. the bottom of these wax lips. All right. All right. Well, maybe in you know it, Halloween time is is only just beginning. So I'm sure that we can yeah. revisit the wax lip, do some some research, figure it out. They're coming up again. And uh, listeners, if you've if you've made out with wax lips, don't be ashamed. Share it with yeah, us. Yeah, let us know. Let us yeah. know. I was a mirror person. I used the mirror a lot. You kissed yourself. Which is weird. Mirror. I kissed myself. <laughs> <laughs> so shall we talk about this uh, movie? I would love to yeah. get into this. And, and to, and to watching over uh, tonight is uh, my little Sam. He lives on my desk, uh, except for this time of year, I usually keep him in my, once it's cold, chilly enough to have a jacket, he's in my jacket. He lives in my jacket mm-hmm. through uh, uh, autumn and winter and then goes back to my desk uh, once it gets warm, once it gets warm outside. That's hilarious. Yeah, he's my little guy. I got him from uh, a forbidden planet in New York City. Awesome comic book shop that sells toys as well. So if you're ever in New York City, check out Forbidden Planet. Not sponsored by Another them. Good but shout out. Yeah, we'd be we'd be glad to. We'd be glad. Forbidden Planet, come on. They need help. <laughs> they just need help. I mean, they're like an independent comic book store, and like it's the the pandemic was rough on them, and like you know they yeah, sure. they, they need help. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the movie. Trick or treat, Marika. Trick or treat. Well, see, it's a good segue talking about comic book stores. This movie that opens with a comic book sequence. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Now, I'm going to, I want to start by telling you why I picked this movie. 
Obviously, yes. you know, we're doing the Halloween Jamboree. We love Halloween, but I have to tell it's you a that section, I... It's a section in our video store that you can go to, and it's just a bunch of movies that celebrate Halloween. Just one. And yeah. I had not seen this movie until, I'm going to say three weeks ago, maybe a month. Really? Yeah. Really? And, and it ended... And I was so mad that I had never watched this movie before. <laughs> I was like, think of all the years, the missed opportunities of perfect Halloween viewing. I don't yes. know why I never saw it. But it has to be mentioned that this movie was never released in theaters. Correct. So I think that that kind of played into the fact that I didn't really know that it existed. And it, like someone would have had to tell me about it. And no one really did until Michelangelo, when you brought up, we watched Seasons Greetings together. Yes. And that's when I found out about Trick or Treat. But I didn't, would you, I, like, would you I probably like explain... knew in the ethos that like Trick or Treat existed, but I had never seen it. And so when I saw it, I was very, very mad that I could have been watching this movie at least once every Halloween season because it's, in my opinion, a perfect Halloween time movie. So that's why I picked it. Could you explain what Seasons Greetings is for the for the listeners who maybe don't know what that is? Uh oh, by the way, spoiler alert. Um in general, just Of course. Yes. Seasons Greetings is a short anim is is an animated short that was written and directed by Michael Doherty, which was the inspiration for Trick or Treat. Mm -hmm. Basically. It's a cartoon. It's a cartoon. Really good. Yeah, it's and quite it's adorable. It if you come to the store and you rent the DVD, mm -hmm. Of, or the Blu-ray of Trick or Treat, it's actually included on the DVD. Yes. So there you go. And I think you can find it online. It's probably on YouTube. Yeah, you but can easily whatever. Find Don't do it that. Online. Come to our store. Come to the video. store. Rent the Blu-ray. <laughs> and a Blu-ray. So player. now, Michelangelo, I know that you're a Halloween fanatic like I am. So I want to hear yes. what Mickey thought of this movie before going to you. Sure. So I'm gonna uh, also have to admit uh, something. This was my first time ever watching this movie start to finish all the way through i have seen right. this movie multiple times multiple halloweens but it's always like on like a run on one of those channels i i don't know you know tbs amc you know paramount one of those plays trick-or-treat i feel like and i always seem to come in on the brian cox part or the anna paquin part and i usually sit and watch and finish it unless i have something else going on so this is my first full start to finish watch of it in one setting interesting or one sitting one sitting and um yeah man it's awesome i i think it's interesting that marika your the second movie you're choosing in in our first season is another anthology yeah i mean it's that's just coincidence i think you do you like short stories i mean you're you're a short you you write short stories and stuff you're i do it. i do and i but i think that i mean you know, we, we talked about Cat's Eye, which, in my opinion, is a more or less successful anthology. Whereas this one, what I like about it is that, you know, it's obviously four different stories, but it's absolutely 100% in the same universe. And it's mm -hmm. weaved together so I, fabulously. And it was fun for me, because again, because I'd watched it quite recently and watching it again today, 
already I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna be able to rewatch this movie so many times and notice different things every single time I watch it. So yeah. I liked it because you know often anthologies are fun because you're being kind of transported into different universes, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the advantage of short stories as well. But in this one, it it feels cohesive. Like there's three, di- four different mm-hmm. storylines, but it's all still very cohesive. You know, and just sitting down and, and watching it all the way through. A uh, couple things that I just really loved was that I I, I actually kind of loved the soundtrack. Just, yes, it was mm-hmm. like a blast from my past. Yeah, and mm-hmm. one that I rather enjoyed and i was like this is great um i loved anna paquin in it i thought she was mm-hmm. am i saying her name right yep okay yeah. anna paquin was fantastic i just yeah that's like i love her in those kinds of like how she just i love her like that and then <laughs> um also sam pays off so well and mm-hmm. he just does man he just he is so iconic and i could not agree more this is such a great halloween I felt Halloweeny after watching it. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> for sure, this is a great, great movie that honors this holiday, uh, like just a hundred percent. You know, it's like it is. It is a Halloween movie, not just a scary movie. You know, it is a mm-hmm. Halloween movie. Yeah. Michelangelo, now you've, if I understand correctly, if I remember correctly, you have not only already seen this movie, but have watched it. Mm-hmm. Many, many times. Quite a fan. Many. In fact, when I went to go watch it with uh, my partner Allie, it was like it, she was like, "Did you already start watching this?" And I'm like, "I'm always in a perpetual state of watching this movie." Um, <laughs> uh, I'm never because it, watching this movie. <laughs> this, this is so. So when you when you decided to, to pick movies from from the Halloween jamboree section, there's lots of Halloween movies. Picking a movie that specifically is about the celebration of Halloween is a little more difficult mm-hmm. than you might think to come up with one. For and sure. this is a perfect one because it's just like it's just oozing Halloween in a mm-hmm. celebratory way in this in this fantastic way. I, I So 2009, I'm a kid. I'm in a blockbuster and I see this movie and I'm like, how did I? And I pick it up and I'm looking at it and I'm like, Brian Singer. And this is when Brian Singer was cool still. Um, <laughs> Brian Singer and Brian Cox and Anna Paquin. And this looks like there's some Superman returns, um, X-Men crossover production stuff going on here. And I'm like, how, why am I seeing this on the shelf for the first time? This doesn't seem like a direct to video film. This seems like yeah. a big, big production. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And if you're familiar with this, you'll know that, you know, Superman, uh, returns, uh, bombed big time and this got right. shelved for like two years and then eventually got like a straight to video release so i rented it i watched it and it blew my mind i couldn't believe a movie this big was like a straight to video and like i absolutely loved it i don't love it as much as i used to because there are a lot of problems with the movie um uh, that said uh i still love watching it because of how uh like it's again, it's just like it's just oozing Halloween in every frame in this film. Um, uh, and uh, despite its shortcomings, I still think it's a pretty entertaining movie and a must have for um, for the Halloween season. Can I can I ask if it's safe to say like because I'll, I'll be honest, it's like I don't love this movie, 
but I, I think that Sam is totally lovable and an awesome addition to... Oh, I love Sam. Like, it, the contribution this film makes to the genre and to film in general is Sam to me. You know? Yeah. I just, I think he's, he's a, fantastic. A completely original, original creation, like not based off of, I mean, his name is based off of like, you know, Samhain, right? But like, he's, he's a complete creation from the writer and director, which I think is really cool. Like adding some new lore to like something that like, you know, you don't, we, we don't get a lot of fresh Halloween stuff. No, you know? no. And I think that, you know, despite it, I'm still new to it and I still love it. But as I was watching it today, I was thinking how Yeah, you're in the honeymoon you're in the honeymoon phase. Absolutely. But I was thinking how it's exactly the right kind of movie that you can put on anytime during the Halloween season, whenever that starts for you. For some people it's October, for others it's September, for others it's, you know, mid August, whatever. And <laughs> uh but it's the perfect movie that you can just kinda like play in the background and anytime you look over, mm -hmm. you're gonna be like, Ooh, Halloween stuff. <laughs> Which is really nice. Like, there are a few movies like that that I'll just not necessarily watch because I've seen them. But I know that I can just put them in the background. And the soundtrack is great. And there's there's people in costumes. And it's just great for putting you in the mood. Absolutely. Um. So now, do you guys have a favorite story of the four? If you had to pick Mine one. Would, if, if I had to pick one, it's easily uh, the final story. The uh, the essentially the Scrooge of Halloween story with Sam. That's that's so Mr. Creek um, and, and Sam. Yeah, the only the only thing I don't like about that is the 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 John Carpenter makeup for Brian Cox. I think it like like you got Brian Cox. Yeah. Don't make him look like John no. Carpenter. He's he's a great actor. He's very expressive. Like it was just like they wanted to make him look like John Carpenter. That's why they did the makeup. And it's like. A noble, you know, one thing you got to understand when you watch this is like, this is like this guy's first movie that he made when he was pretty young. And it, like for yeah. a first mm -hmm. movie, this is pretty fucking impressive. Yeah. And, and well, and one that still plays in Halloween and I think only probably continues to continually cement itself further into being a, a for the season movie. Um, yeah. which there are movies made there. You just turn on uh lifetime at any moment and you know, they make a lot of movies for a season that will never be seen again, you know, <laughs> yeah, but this yeah. one is like one that continually grabs an audience and continues to come back season after season. Um, and so, yeah, I, my favorite story in that group, Sam pays off so well in the last story with Brian Cox that I, oh, I, I just really like that. I love the pumpkins and I, and I love that, you know, the, the bus children come and see him at the, it just feels it's right. It, 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 it's good. But I also just, again, want to go back on Anna Paquin and the werewolves, uh, the little red riding hood. I, I dig it, man. I just think that that's, I don't know. It's like between those two, the Sam payoff is so good. Cause you're kind of, I want to see Sam come to life and do things and you're kind of getting touches of them throughout. So I do think the last story is my favorite, but I just, want to reiterate that I really enjoy the werewolf stuff. I would have loved I mean, to have this... seen that segment today. Like, I think they would have gone further with like, uh, you know, um, wrong women. Oh, uh, well just like what they end up doing with it. Right. Yeah. I think they would have went further with it. Cause that's, I wanted more of that out of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah. Marika, go ahead. I'm sorry. The werewolves you mean? Yeah. I wanted more. I wanted, I wanted, more play 
with what they did with subverting our expectations and also sort of like right. um you know the male toxicity of it all you know like uh yeah. oh, when the when the prey becomes the predator you yeah know? but like yeah. digging in deeper and really you know, fleshing that out more yeah fleshing that out not no pun intended hey um i mean i just to go back to the the sam payoff it because he's he's like an eight-year-old boy like he's he's of the size of an eight-year-old boy the whole movie right yes and he has this big old bobblehead which makes him adorable like he's super cute but he's also creepy but he's mostly super adorable and having not seen this movie before I expected, I mean, you, you expect that there's going to be a reveal, and I was like, oh, it's going to be like a messed up looking kid, right? Like a spooky child. And when they reveal his face, I was absolutely shocked. Great. I was like, what Great. in holy hell am I looking at? But then, but then I find, because I pulled the, the DVD out of like the rental drawer, and I didn't pull the box off the shelves. And then, but this is the box. Look at the look at the picture on the box. What a bummer! They've actually put Sam's face on well, on on this edition of it. I'm like, that is such a bad decision because that's such a great reveal for someone who's never seen it. Like that needs to they need to not do that. Yeah, they kind of give it away there. Yeah, I don't like that. But yeah, I was very disappointed when I saw that. I was like, this is such like yeah, a. It looks great in the movie. It does, but this is a major spoiler. Like, unless you've already seen it. I know you don't. It's it's like with the with the Dawn of the Dead um, uh, uh, Blu-ray that came out, and you like open it up, um, and you see like main characters that are zombies, and it's like, well, okay, <laughs> if you've never yeah. seen this oh. before, if you've never <laughs> seen this before, okay, all these Tough people, are great. these yeah. people are definitely turning into zombies. Yeah, yeah. That's silly. I guess their thought process is if you're shelling out the money on something like that, like these special editions, you're a fan who's already seen it. But um, I do think it's it's like, don't do it. But this isn't a special edition. This is just like the standard Blu-ray. Really? But then also, I mean, in their defense, if I am looking for a horror movie... And I don't know what exactly I'm looking for. And I see this on the shelves. I'll pick it up. Yeah, but that's where we come in. You come in, you talk to us. I know. I know. I know. But, you know, what if, you know, we're not there? I don't know. We're always here. (laughs) That could happen. Sometimes people come in and there's fucking nobody there. (laughs) I'm in the basement doing push-ups. I'm out getting a burrito. (laughs) Michelangelo's taking a dump. While doing push-ups, yes. That's what he does. Gotta keep it tight. Gotta keep it tight. Uh, Yeah, no, I don't think I've ever seen that cover. Are you sure that's not like a special thing that you've... No, it's it's literally just the Blu-ray... It's the regular Blu-ray. It's not a special edition of any kind. That's it might crazy. be like a re. We gotta put a sticker on it to not spoil it for people. You know, something I've been wanting to do is have have you and Mickey and me recreate cover art for all our videos and stuff in the store that I don't mm-hmm. like, and that would be one of them. We could we could redo that. So yep. that sounds like a fun project. Okay, wait, hold on. I just noticed something really weird. On this box, okay. like the small print on the back, 
Because there's the like it's legendary pictures and Bad Hat Harry Productions, which are, are two of the production mm-hmm. companies, and I'm assuming that Warner Brothers was just distributing. But then the small print next to the yes. Warner Brothers logo says Superman and all related characters and elements are trademarks of DC Comics. What? <laughs> is there a Superman in this movie? There is a Superman um, reference in the movie, like uh, something from the score from the original film plays in the background for like a second i can't remember what it's it's some minuscule weird nerd trivia i'm sure someone's listening like actually it's this Mm -hmm." i mean you need to stop pulling out the nerd voice when you like talk about people who know stuff about movies because you're the nerd voice who talks about movies for the record (laughs) every time you're like someone's gonna be listening be like that's you if you know if you know more than me (laughs) then you're a fucking nerd okay I, I will say that you did just say that you carry Sam in your pocket throughout the whole autumn season. That's fucking cool, though. Uh, well into winter until spring. So, yeah, just saying. Uh, yeah, you, you know. walk around with a toy in your pocket. Well, let's not toy. be dicks to it, our it, listeners, first of all, Michelangelo. Um, first of all, don't, don't, yes, but also don't be a dick to Sam. <laughs> Okay. I mean, clearly not, because he's going to rip my throat open. One, one of the things I implemented once I saw this movie was I was like, yes, I finally have like a guideline of rules to follow around mm-hmm. Halloween of things that I was basically already doing. But like now I have like more sh- like it's like, I, you know, when you're when you're moving from apartment to apartment and you're struggling uh, uh, throughout your 20s and such. And, and, you know, sometimes you drop some of these traditional type things. But like even if like you live in a place that doesn't hand out Halloween candy, right? You don't have trick-or-treaters come to your door. You still need to do the jack-o'-lantern. You still need to light it. And you still need to have uh, Halloween candy on the ready just in case Sam drops by. Because you have to pay your tribute and you have to show that you, you know, you, yeah. you're, you're celebrating and yeah. honoring the holiday. Or he's going to fucking, you know, destroy you. Which might be a good way to go. I mean, that's exactly why I buy, like, 10 pounds of Halloween candy every year, just in case. <clears throat> every year, I buy candy, and I've lived in places where kids don't trick-or-treat, knowing full well <laughs> I'm just buying myself Halloween candy. But it's better when it's in small packages. What are you going to do? It is better. There's something about like tiny amounts. Well, I'm going to tell you, if you're a kid, that is not true. My kids, we what? have like a certain street that where they where if somebody gives out uh, full yeah. size candy bars, that's a big. These deal. kids are like, it's it's the house you gotta hit. It's like mm-hmm. they will go out of their way to make sure they pass by a full size candy bar house. It is and and you know it's it really when you think about it, it's just a, I I could go buy them a full size candy bar for like a buck fifty, but they are like on that's Halloween. Not the point. It's like that's oh, not that's the point. A big deal. This guy's giving out full size baby Roos. Like, yeah. for free. That's the thing, is that in your mind, when you're a kid, yeah. you're like, this is free candy. Yeah. Yeah. No one had to pay for it. It just appears and is for me. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't need to get too much into candy, but I'm just saying. Yeah, we're going to do a candy episode. You know that uh, Brian Cox, he had full-size candy. He was stealing full-size candy bars from these kids. That's what you know that what? one That's, was. A jerk. See, the, one, one of many inconsistencies about this movie is, so when he... Um, when he has had that whole experience with Sam and he sort of had his turnaround and he gets the mm-hmm. trick-or-treaters and they come to his place and he's putting the candy in their, in their bags uh, for the trick-or-treaters. It looks like 
like the shit he has around his house, not all the candy he's been stealing all night because that's set up at the beginning right. of the segment that he's stealing bags of candy. And then he gets trick or treaters and right. it looks like, oh, these are like mints and it's stuff. It's like grandma candy. Just like stuff I have. It's like, yeah, like old people candy that in the house. Um, well, I, I also thought maybe it's a character choice. Definitely a character choice, and I and it, and it works. But when you think like that's a problem when you when you've seen it as much as I have, um, you start <laughs> to like okay, start poking um, holes. The, <laughs> the the jack lanterns, right? The jack lanterns are supposed to protect you, right? So Sam sets up all these jack lanterns in front of his house, kind of like as a fuck you, right? But then later on, right. when the ghosts come back to like get the revenge, they shouldn't be able to get up and to get him because he's literally protected by all the pumpkins that by all the jack-o'-lanterns that the little witch girl told us would protect you from these like, you know, ghosts or goblins I mean, or whatever the pumpkins they are. can only do so okay, much. So can I, can I, can I make an observation, which I know is not true, but goes along with what I was just saying. When he gives <laughs> Sam the candy bar, he gives Sam a full size candy bar. When the kids come to the house, he gives them the little junk candy that you probably wouldn't want so is it possible that he didn't pay he doesn't give it is he not sam stabs him it's a very funny moment when he stabs him and it goes into the it goes into the candy bar he didn't want that he thought was gross earlier that he bit that he had stolen oh that's yeah it's an accident but it was a full size it's a full-size candy bar that he stole from a kid that he didn't like the taste of that ends up on his stomach no no it's a full-size candy bar that he gets He's, it's the full-size candy bar that he gets from the dad next door. Because the dad next door is putting razor blades and, like, fucking with the candy. Yeah. Right. And the full-size no, one is the Sam's one that he gets from Sheldon? Yeah, but no, that's Sam. That Sam had already gotten that candy bar, and he used it to slice the... Oh, you're talking about... Oh, 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 you're talking about the old man's candy bar. Got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. The the razor is is from the next door neighbor. Yes, got it. the candy bar with the razor that Sam's using to like cut his leg. But when he stabs him with the lollipop, yeah, right. That's a candy bar he he had bitten into right. earlier that he stole, and he was like, ah, oh, this is gross, and he puts it to the side. Yeah, 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 yeah. and he put it away. But anyway, yeah. t- t- Sam takes that candy bar, which I go back on saying is a full size candy bar, and then Sam's, you know, reached it. Listen, this is not an actual thing. I'm, I'm, I see what you're saying. No, no, no. I see what you're because it's a full size candy bar. That's what saves them. Is that what you're saying? Because like a full size candy bar is like a big that's deal. That's what it's saying. Oh, okay. Because a, a kid I knows a full size candy bar is a legit Halloween okay. treat. And then okay. what he was giving the other kids, the ghosts, was not, or the other kids before the ghosts, was not legit good candy. I actually took that as, listen, people, I'm, I'm saying we got to do it. We got to start going full size candy bars this Halloween. If you if you don't want to get stabbed by Sam, <laughs> full sizers, king sizers, story. don't go mini. <laughs> you go bite size, baby, and you got to be ready to get your ass cut. I mean, I don't know. I and like then this. and then give me your address so I can take my kids to your neighborhood. So you can cut them. So I can get my kids some full-size candy bars. You're not getting what I'm throwing out here. I'm trying to convince our audience to be full-size candy bar people. I mean, your kids are almost past trick-or-treating age. I like the bite-sized stuff. You do like or you don't? 
I love the fun size stuff as an adult, but I mean, Mickey's completely right. As a kid, the full size candy bar is yeah, like you want the big fucking stuff. blows your mind. Sure. Yeah, but like as a, as For an sure. adult, I mean, yeah, it's like but winning I go, the lottery. I, I'm a Reese's Pieces guy, so it's like the fun size stuff is just the regular size Reese's. Mm. You still get the same. You know what I mean? Like I buy the bag of the last year, the ghosts. Right, right. Yep. The ghosts were the fucking best, and the bats, the ghosts and the bats. Oh, the Reese's, yeah, those are good. Those are good. Anyway, okay, this. Okay, we're, we're, we're talking candy. so much candy. <laughs> I mean, it's hard not to. If we're talking Halloween, it's hard yeah, not to. It was related to the scene. Absolutely. So we touched on our favorite parts. You know what would have been my favorite part? The uh, the rock yeah. quarry section was originally supposed to be a pumpkin patch, like a haunted pumpkin patch. And I think that would have played way better for me. Like, I understand why the rock quarry and, and like, it's cool. Um, but like, if it had been a pumpkin patch, I, that would have like, I think I, I, I think I would have died from happiness maybe. <laughs> oh man. I don't know. I, I, I love the quarry. I think that, Okay. Yeah. Because it's an anthology, it totally takes you into like another ambiance, and it's this whole other feeling. Like it's still spooky, and it's still like you're still in that horror kind of genre with the the haze. And then I thought the sound design was fantastic. Where like it was super echoey, so it almost sounds like it's in a dream, but it's yeah. not. And that bus in the water is such a great set piece. It's so great. I yeah, no, I loved that. I loved that they were like you could feel that they were deep and they were disconnected and yeah, I loved that. I thought the flashback in that uh that portion of the story where they flash back to the actual bus with the kids from, you know, whatever year it was. I thought that was probably the most terrifying thing in oh, yeah. the movie. And I don't think this movie's going out to be just truly terrifying. No. But there was just something about the the masks, the style of the masks, the mm -hmm. fact these kids were chained in by the bus driver. I thought, so man, now, this is terrifying. <laughs> you know? I'm like this is a story that kids tell other kids to freak them out and and it is truly terrifying. But to me, <clears throat> the the those kids were apparently um all actually handicapped. In in the story, not in real life. Yeah, in real no, life, in real the life actors... they got like uh, special needs kids. Yeah, they were all special needs actors, yeah. and like they had a, they apparently had a fucking blast doing it too. Yeah, that's super. That's actually super cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, know, you know, I get it. That's why she, of all of them, the idiot savant, which I don't can't. Yeah, there's some. Uh, well, she, yeah. There's a few yeah. problem dated yeah. dated terms in this movie for sure, um, but. The, I think the creepiest part about the whole bus flashback is that, and this is sad to say, but it didn't feel that far-fetched. <laughs> where, like, there was a time yeah. where, yes, you know, kids with special needs, mm -hmm. I mean, to this day, kids with special needs all go to separate schools often, but there was a time where it was absolutely not accepted, and I was watching it going, not saying that this actually happened, but I'm sure that similar things have happened. <laughs> like. It wasn't that much of a stretch. <clears throat> Up until the 1970s, there were still places in, in the United States where children were too much trouble for their parents to handle because of their special needs. So they were shipped to communities where 
nurses and more skilled people would keep them but watch them 24 7 they'd live yeah. there and they'd work as farmers and stuff like that it was just really terrible treatment of humans so yeah i agree it's like it's terrifying and a tinge of truth you know all throughout it but then i just it's something just occurred to me if they were all chained how did the one kid manage to get to the front of the bus he's he slips out you, you see him like oh, work out. his hands oh, out of I the that. yeah 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 ah. he's a kid kids ah. are squirmy and like they you know they're wiry and squirrely and other <laughs> adjectives um i i want to i want to ask a question to you guys we already kind of know marika's opinion about the anthology uh concept of the film and i love an anthology film but how do you feel about how the anthology is executed because this film is very different from a lot of anthology films I've seen because it's not story, 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 story. It's edited in a way where you're going in and out of stories, which I personally appreciate in certain ways, but feel like maybe it deters to like having a through line for each, each segment, you know? How do you guys feel about that? Yeah. Was this before? Uh, here's my only. So was this before or after Pulp Fiction? This is definitely after. This is way. This is 2000. It was two, originally supposed to be released 2007, uh, but it came out 2009. So it was shot in 2006, maybe, you know. I, I didn't like I thought it was not very clever where they where the stories fell in the anthology. I didn't much care for the skipping in time. And like going back to the beginning to go, you know, I kind of felt like yeah. that was like, like, let's do this like out of sequence, like a Pulp Fiction. But it's not very cool when you do that and you have to tell us earlier, earlier, you know, this. So I didn't love, yeah. I, I, the question is like, does it have to be told that way? Not saying that it would have been better because what you, I, I could, I don't know what would be better if I saw it done chronologically or if i saw it done without the earlier's and stuff like that but i did think that it was it didn't feel clever unless i'm missing something i i have a little input on that um my um, the director mike doherty like wanted individual segments and like had to fight the studio and like that was sort of i guess the compromise of what the studio wanted to interweave them like that marika what were you going to say yeah, I was going to say that, and I think that I might be mistaken, but I feel like I might have read somewhere that they actually tried to edit it sequentially, and then they decided against that, and then they reworked it to make it more interwoven, so there's uh -huh. more, like, back and forth. And I mean, personally, <clears throat> I I enjoyed it because it's like, if there's one story that you like more or less, or that interests you more or less, well then... You're not stuck in that story for 20 minutes. And then, oh, okay, now the bit that I don't like is over. The fact that it interweaves, like, if, you know, I think that it's kind of smart in that if you are interested by Anna Paquin's character and that storyline, then you, like, you, you get bits of it throughout as opposed to just having one chunk of that story and then it being done and over with and gone. But you could do that. But you could do that and still done it chronologically you just they start their night where everyone starts their night and then as the story as the night unfolds you see you jump back and forth to everybody's stories but then, then that wouldn't be you know, but that wouldn't be an anthology it would just it would, be well but then saying to interweave them throughout means it's not an anthology or is it i don't know 
Does that make sense? I, totally, totally. But I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like you can still interweave without going earlier, later. Yeah. Yeah, but it's still, but they're still like they're still fairly defined. But you get glimpses of the other stories before and after. Mm-hmm. And like I liked the fact that you see, uh, you know, Rhonda coming with the cart at the, you know, she crosses the street and she almost gets hit by the car, and then you like you see how everything is connected. I don't know. I thought it was clever. I liked it. Is that it? Kind of felt like chapter one was an introduction of our players. Chapter two or act two is now this single story. This single story. This single story. Back to the beginning of the night where it all begins then it's over. So it does this thing where, which is, which is, I'm saying, I'm not trying to say that it's going to be 10 times better with my idea of how it should go, but I think that it just didn't feel like Mickey's pitch. It had to be that way. Get majority on the phone. And yeah, this, yeah <laughs> the director's like, the director's like, who's this douchebag? Weighing in. No, I mean, apparently according to what I read, like you're not far off from like what he wanted originally. You know what I mean? Like the the edit is sort of a compromise and it was kind of a nightmare according to the stuff I looked up on it. So it's like I this is a movie I would, you know, I I in 2013 they said they were going to make a sequel to it. In 2016 they said they were working on it. Like this is something I actually think would be an awesome to either just create a sequel but kind of in the way that like Evil Dead uh, two is the sequel where you sort of kind of like re revamp a little bit and then continue the story all within the same movie. Like there's so many good things happening in this movie, but there are a lot of shortcomings. And I think like you can fix those things up because he's a very good filmmaker and he's a good writer. Uh, I think he could do like, like uh, um, an even better version of this. And, and if he just happens to be listening to my podcast i just want him to know he made an whoa whoa, whoa. No your podcast <laughs> to listening to my podcast let the audience decide whose podcast it is but i'm i mean i'm pretty sure i'm i'm, I'm no no <laughs> i mean yes you are on this train but i'm conducting it um no i think that if, if, if... <laughs> sure Okay, keep going. No, this thing would go off the rails without Marika. Marika, will you turn into a werewolf and shred this guy, please? And while you're at it, shred me (laughs) up too. I got nothing going on. (laughs) He's right. I'm a passenger on this train. So here's the funny thing. This is another thing I forgot to mention. I forgot to mention this when I talked about my beverage, my werewolf heart. Um, is that I live. A, a small kilometer away from <clears throat> Werewolf Mountain. That's cool. I don't know why it's called that. There's like Werewolf Park. There is Werewolf Mountain. There is Werewolf Road. I don't know why. I was outside yesterday. Had a campfire going on. Heard some rustling in the woods in the yeah. dark. Kind of freaked me out. Assumed it was a werewolf. Who knows? But I suspect that between now and Halloween... I'm going to have to dig into this whole werewolf situation. You have, that's awesome and bizarre. And like, I think you're screwed. <laughs> I think you're going to be eaten by a werewolf. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> you know, <laughs> I moved to a place with lots of spiders and werewolves. What are you going to do? My my favorite, my favorite universal monster is the werewolf. So I think that that's, so, I think it's awesome. I interesting. think if you do become a werewolf, it doesn't make you a bad person. 
Okay. <laughs> Good. I'm glad to know. A couple, if, if you choose to only shred predators out right. there on the streets, hey, I'm not saying no. You know, if, if every other time except for a full moon, you're regular old Marika, that's great for me. Okay. Two questions. Oh, two. Whew. Two questions. Marika, what's your favorite universal monster, real quick? Frankenstein? Me too. Yeah. Well, Marika used to draw them all the time. Easily Frankenstein. Yeah. What, uh, what's, what's question number two? That was easy. Question number two uh, kind of goes back to Sam's reveal when we see Sam's face. What's a better reveal, Sam's face or the Predator's face in the first Predator movie? Sam. No contest. Mickey? Oh, he's going to go Predator. I can see it on his face. I mean... I... (laughs) 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 Jesus. Get to the chopper. No, it's got to be the Predator. Yeah, it's the Predator, man. It's the Predator. Come on. We're not talking about the movie itself. We're, no, the right. Predator. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, no, but seriously, I, 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 I love Sam. I adore him. And between me and Sam, it's definitely Sam. But I'm hold on, I'm going to turn Sam the other way here for a second. I mean, the Predator is like a very – that's impressive makeup. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, come on, special effects and, and makeup. The reveal is amazing. And it's got a classic line, too. You're one ugly son of a bitch. Yeah, that's amazing. True. Okay, Sam – Hi, you're the best, Sam. I love you. Did Did you guys have a have a moment like a like a brief moment when you saw Sam and you were like, like, hey, is that a pumpkin? Did you have that? Yeah. 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 Is when I saw it the first time, I was like, am I seeing what I'm seeing? Yeah. I it's the first one. I was like, oh, is it a is he like a troll, a ghoul? Like, what is that? And then when you see the stuff, the the pumpkin guts come out and stuff, I'm like, yes, yeah. it was a pumpkin. Okay, it is a pumpkin. But I actually like talking about cool creatures. I love that it's like this mishmash of a like ghoulish thing with a pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. He's like an innerzer pumpkin, pumpkin and yeah. It was it was it was complete. Like so many times. On a reveal, it can be so disappointing, and I love that they went practical with the effect for it. And um, yes. it just it looked awesome, and and it looked like a celebration of Halloween. <laughs> Definitely. Let's let's get into that Brian Cox, huh? <laughs> when when he gets stabbed, when he gets stabbed, and he makes the grimace face like he got stabbed, but then he's okay. The expression on his face is so good, and the fact that you can see it through all that makeup, <laughs> Mickey just did it. That was pretty. <laughs> you look like you're about to sneeze, <laughs> but it looks like the face. Oh, <laughs> Brian Cox, you're a fantastic actor. Yeah, I do love um, in the scene where Dylan Baker's character is with the dad. I'm just gonna call him the dad. Mm-hmm gives that kid the chocolate bar that makes him throw up and then he's like dragging him into the house uh-huh. and the kid's like still like burping up chocolate or whatever <laughs> you could totally tell that the kid is trying uh, really really hard yeah. not to crack up <laughs> i love that i thought that was really funny uh but one of my like highlights since we're talking about effects and all that i do have to say that one of my highlights of this movie is the werewolf transformation. I mean, give me a good werewolf transformation any day of the week. Like, a good American werewolf in, like, come on, fantastic. 
Yeah. But that one I thought was particularly delightful in that they were like they were like stripping their skin off. It was so good. It was so good. I I was very satisfied with that. You got to see boobs, you got to see werewolves. Good. And Marilyn Manson in the background playing, yep. you know, uh, Sweet Dreams was kind just of a like, perfect tune. I'm telling you, it's like that's that was one of those moments I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, 2007. <laughs> yeah, let's go, <laughs> Marilyn Manson. No, uh, but yeah, no, it was, it was, yeah, it was cool. It was, I love a good talk about reveals. You know, that was a good reveal. Do you guys have any other highlights? that you feel the need to mention or a favorite quotes, favorite, favorite things. I only, I only had one quote and it was, uh, it was Anna Paquin when she looks at him and says, my, my, what big eyes you have. And, uh, you know, I, I, this goes back to something I did want to touch on before we get off is that, uh, I think a retelling of the, the werewolf story in a, in the lens of 2021 or in the lens of the last couple of years would be really good because there, it does work on a lot of levels. Like me watching it probably when it first came out was just like, yeah, she's playing off, you know, Little Red Riding Hood. But me watching it as a, as a after the Me Too movement and all that stuff, I'm like, of course that's what a woman would say to a guy who is trying to prey on her. My, what big eyes you have. You think you can just have whatever you want. And, you know, you know, just there was something about, you know, that where it's like, I think that story could be retold now with the with a modern lens and it could be, Really elevated, really elevated. I, I thought that's what I thought that's what promising young woman was going to be. I, I the, like I didn't know much about it when I saw it, and I loved promising young woman. Um, but when I saw it, I was told that it was like a horror revenge film, and it's not really horror at all. It's like thriller adjacent. You know, it's it's a really good movie, and we're not. I don't want to do any spoilers for that. But I thought it was going to be something along that lines, where it go it dives into horror and like, is she like, is she going to be murdering these guys? Is she going to be like a werewolf or something? Like, I thought that would have been really cool. But anyways, that's where I thought that movie was going. So like, I see what you're saying. Like that, I guess I, guess I wanted more. <laughs> I wanted you. I think any one of these segments, pretty much, you could have like a whole movie for. Yeah. Agreed. Allie, Allie lost her shit when uh, uh, in that first segment, uh, be, when the dad, it looks like the dad's going to kill his son. And she's like, what the fuck? She's going to he's going to kill his son. What's, <laughs> this is what? And I was like, just watch the movie. <laughs> I mean, what my I think my favorite quote in the movie is that kid who is clearly styled to look exactly like Chucky um, when he's upstairs. Yes. And he's like, go watch Charlie Brown. And the kid goes, Charlie Brown is an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. pretty good. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. That's a That's really great. good quote from that movie. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Michelangelo, do you have any favorite parts, quotes, highlights that you'd like to bring up for us to pay special attention to next time we watch it? Other than what I've said, the, um, the guy who plays the dad, I forget his name, the actor's name. I usually have a list. Um, Dylan Baker. He's a, he's a phenomenal actor. Dylan Baker. When <laughs> when he uh, <laughs> when he's hurt and he's wrapped up in her like red cape thing, and he just plays pathetic so 
so well. He's so fucking funny. He's so he was just like this like badass, like biting women and killing them and so sleek and smooth. And now he's like super <laughs> pathetic and scared. And he's so fucking good. He's so good in that segment. He's fantastic. He's fantastic in that whole movie, I thought. Yes. Um, he's basically, he seems like he's playing his character from Happiness. And if you haven't seen Happiness, you should see Happiness. Um, have you guys seen Happiness? Okay, Marika yeah. has no. Mickey. No? Okay. You know what I'm talking about, Marika, then. No, yeah. No, I think so. Ch- check out Happiness, listener. No. So, now, one other thing I'd like to, um, I'd like to do a quick shout out to uh, Mark Freeborn, who was the production designer for this movie. He was also the production designer, among other things, on like Breaking Bad, Bates Motel, X-Files, Twilight Zone. But he did the one thing that I look for in Halloween movies. But like, if I'm being honest, like any movie. (laughs) But it's the perfect, overly decorated, small town Halloween. And... It's so mm-hmm. rare to see it on film. There are like a few films that really do like a bang up job of like living in this world where every single person really cares about Halloween and like goes all out on their decorations and all the shops are decorated and there's bales of hay on the sidewalk and jack-o'-lanterns and that just that visual makes me so incredibly happy or like when Anna Paquin's character is going toward the party and it's just like lined with it's in the woods and it's lined with jack-o'-lanterns. I love that. It is probably my favorite thing in film ever, like just an abundance of jack-o'-lanterns. I hope that one day I will be able to decorate my house like that for Halloween. I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. Growing my pumpkins. We'll see how that works out. Uh but yeah, so shout out to the production designer for really overloading us on jack-o'-lanterns because it's the best thing ever. Um, quick quick shout-out to Blaze. Blaze is a thing that happens in upstate New York in Terrytown where Sleepy Hollow is set. Yes. And Blaze is, they, they have, like, hundreds of thousands of jack-o'-lanterns that they turn into, like, there's, like, vignettes of different, you know, different segments as you walk through the woods, and there's, like, dinosaurs and carousels and... The headless horse and it's everything's made out of jack-o'-lanterns and it is it blows your mind it's so cool um be sure to reserve ahead of time because i went to sleepy hollow a couple years ago and we thought we would be able to get tickets and that did not happen however sleepy hollow itself on halloween is really fun too so not going to spoil anything for anyone, but it's definitely worth the trip. Blaze is like August. You got to buy your tickets. Yeah, it's crazy. Real quick. I have a question. I have a question for you guys. Which, so this this movie had three different, they had a few different titles. I want to know your opinion on which title you would have preferred over Trick or Treat, if you do. I don't know. Maybe Trick or Treat is perfect. But... We have Halloween Terrors, Jack-O-Lantern Tales, October the 31st, or Trick or Treat. Marika, which one do you like the best? I mean, in French, 
the title translates to Halloween, it, like terror on Halloween, for the record. I think uh, I think trick or treat like is that. is yeah, but I think trick or treat is is pretty solid. Second choice would be October thirty yeah. first, but but that that just doesn't. I actually like October thirty first. Yeah, it doesn't have the same ring to it. Like it's not as punchy as trick or treat, but you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, what I like about October thirty first. Is and the only reason I say this because I, I think trick or treat's fine, but the one thing I do like about October thirty first is that it makes it a Halloween that doesn't maybe have to rely on it. it could explore other traditions outside mm-hmm. of just American ones, or I guess American it is an American holiday, right? Or no, it's a holiday. No, obviously, uh, it comes in Canada. from it yeah. comes from like Irish um, pagan, like uh, okay. Irish and pagan yeah. mythology. Yeah, so, I mean Halloween I'm just saying as that it October thirty first. Like yeah. the whole trick or treating thing is very American, and that's kind of spread. Oh, but... yeah, very yes. But I just I think that you know if I had to choose one, uh, I think that October thirty first would be an interesting choice, just because then you could be like, it feels like it doesn't have to be. And I don't think I guess they didn't just focus it around trick or treating, but I don't know. Yeah, trick or treat's fine. Just keep it the way it is. <laughs> October thirty first. Come on, I mean, it's always nice to have your your insight, Mickey. <laughs> Well, I'm starting to like, I'm talking myself out of it. I'm talking myself out of it. <laughs> I, October 31st was my least favorite one. But then I was like, no, man, Mickey's right. Like October 31st is like a great, I, I think they're all great titles. I My favorite is Jack-O-Lantern Tales. But I think that's a different movie. And I agree with Marika. Trick or treat is punchy. I, I agree with Mickey. October 31st is great. I'm kind of amazed that there's no other movie called October 31st. Do you remember when we tried to make this this like <laughs> when we were at school we like started making this horror movie because I had a camcorder and we called it like 1031 because like October 31st mm. but then it was all about like something weird was happening in room 1031 mm. in the building good times we were ahead of our time man could have been stars <laughs> I think that that I, I wonder if because we we did that that was before this movie, so I'm wondering if maybe they somebody totally went in and copied, did a copyright on that. I think people do we still, stole do we our still idea. own that title. Yeah. yeah, I think people. I think trick or treat. I think trick or treat is like uh, uh, we could sue them. I, I think. mean, it's not too late. <laughs> Can we? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, let's, so- let's 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 lawyer up. So I just wanted to do a quick update on the um, on the hot lips that are in my beverage and have been in my beverage for the yes. last whatever. Um, so I tasted one before. I'm going to eat another one now. Something weird happened to them where, like, it feels like they're disintegrating <laughs> from the outside in. I mean, it still tastes the same, but the texture is definitely off. But, like, did you ever use, uh, like, Twizzlers as a straw? Like, when you were a kid to, like, drink soda? Yeah, they kind of fall apart. Yeah, so that's basically what's happening, but it's, like, the outside of the Hot Lips or, like, the inside of a Twizzlers that you've used to, like, drink soda. So that is my final word on my cocktail of the Mm. day. Delicious. That sounds delicious. Yum. It's a little bit gross, if I'm being honest. Like the texture is kind of gross. Good. 
Anyway. <laughs> I can hear you chewing. Continue. I'm going <laughs> to... Sorry. No, go ahead. No. Yeah, the no, listeners are going to love that. No, no, please finish. Please finish. It's ASMR. Oh, Ready? Some... <laughs> we got to edit a segment of her just chewing. Okay, we're good. So on that note, uh, who do we recommend this movie to? <laughs> Trick or treat. Who's this for? Mickey. I am going to say that this movie is, first of all, it's for anybody who celebrates Halloween, which is a lot of people. And those that can, you know, they can tolerate a certain amount of of scare, you know, because it's got some scary elements to it. Uh, it's got some like, you know, disturbing elements with the with the bus driver. So I think it has to be age appropriate. I think you got to go like, you know, 15, 14, 15 and up. And I think that. Uh, but it's rated 14A. What, what's that in American? I'm, I mean, that's what it said on IMDb. What does it say on my box? Do we know what the rating? I'm trying to see what it says on the. Everything's like canonized, Canadianized for you. It doesn't say so on the box, but it's probably it's like 14. No, it's 14A. It's rated R. It's rated R. I don't know. Is it? It's rated R. According to who? Yeah, it shows boobs. It shows full on boobs. Oh, true. It shows full on boobs. Yeah, not just full on boobs. It shows a kid eating eating a razor blade, and and it shows like a. It shows kids being like driven off of a cliff, being chained into their well in Canada. It's rated 14A, so I guess our kids are more mature than your kids. I guess you guys are just way more mature. Yeah, so you're recommending it to 14 year olds. So it can't. Hold on, in Canada, it's rated 14A. Oh God, A walked right into that one, didn't I? A, yeah, 14A. I'm, I'm, I'm turning into <laughs> Chicago. I'm going Chicago. <laughs> it is uh, 14A there, eh? Hey, 14A. Um, so, yeah, ki- kids 14 and up. Don't wear Yeah, Chicago and Canada. Very similar. Very. Just like you guys, if it's somebody who really digs Halloween, really gets into Halloween, and I, I too, have a deep love for Halloween, but not I'm not fanatical about everything of the season. I like my trick-or-treating. I like my scary movies. And I like my costumes. I like my jack-o'-lanterns, but I don't do the candles. What do you mean you don't have candles? I don't have the oh, I don't have I don't have to have my special autumn out. blankets and doilies. I, I don't do I don't do crazy I don't do crazy autumn candles. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, Scented candles are not crazy. They're a very reasonable you choice. Guys and your Halloween doilies. Oh, doilies? Who does doilies, Mickey? That's an old lady. <laughs> for yourself we don't have halloween doilies i'm making sure that every podcast i say the word doily i would have halloween doilies though they'd be orange and they'd look like <laughs> witches and jack-o'-lanterns I, i'd be into halloween i might doilies. have like a a spider web halloween doily anyway whatever go on i may i may have spent 60 dollars on a timeless halloween collectibles 1920s to 1949 uh catalog book Maybe oh God. it's just a book of it's like a catalog book of decorations from the 1920s to the 1949s. <laughs> it's not even decorations. You bought a book about decorations. It's a book I about so I can look at all the decorations. I love it, and then be inspired. I I I have I have seen I have seen 
the amount of what's it called that you guys do crocheting that you guys do of of these latch latch Halloween latch hooking. latch hooking Halloween things. I'm not that it's far. Epic. I'm not that far in. I'm just not. That's I'm not okay. that far in. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, so who are you recommending this damn movie to? Fifteen-year-olds. No, Mickey. Was that your bottom line answer? Fifteen-year-olds who like what? Halloween. 14 and up. And if you love Halloween, you're going to love this movie. How can you not love this movie if you love that holiday? Yeah. Michelangelo. Uh, anybody coming in. I mean, around, you know, as, as you know, you, if you work in any uh, service field around seasons, you get people who want seasonal things. This is a seasonal thing that I feel like a lot of people actually, it's like a cult thing. But cult has become mainstream in a way. Uh, but that's a different discussion. Anyways, if you're looking for a Halloween movie, this is definitely on the list of like requirements to see. So like if, if you come in and you haven't seen it, you got to rent it. You got to see it. You absolutely have to, if you, if you enjoy Halloween at all. Um, outside of that, I mean, you know, if you're a huge fan of like, you know, someone who likes to hang out with boys and produces big blockbuster movies, then this is also a good movie for you. Maybe <laughs> Jesus Christ. Brian, Brian Singer. <laughs> it's a Brian Singer. Jesus Murphy. You went there. Reference. Fair enough. It's an awkward recommendation, but okay. Marika, who, who, who's coming in that you recommend? Yeah. You 14, eh? I mean, if, 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 uh, you know, if I see someone walking into the store like mid-January with a pinhead t-shirt on or like, you know, we, we know, we know the kindred spirits. We, you know, like there's a girl at the library and every time I go to the library, she's either wearing like a Friday the 13th t-shirt or hell. And I'm like, you and I, one day we're going to be friends. That girl, I'm recommending it to her. Uh, but I'm recommending it to any teenagers who are having a slumber party Anytime in October. I feel like this is like the ultimate like October spooky season slumber party movie. Because there's like a little bit of, you know, there's a little bit of boobs. I'm talking girls or guys there, but there's a little bit of boobs. There's some gore. But it's not like, I don't feel like it goes way, way over the top. And like, yes, it's violent, but it's not, I don't know. It's mm. like... It doesn't feel brutal. Like, in, in the effects, yeah. it's brutal. All the deaths are off screen. But, like, yeah, there's something about it that's, like, a little bit lighter. And it's still gory. And there's still all of that. But it's not dark. It's still, like, a celebration mm -hmm. of Halloween. And it's still very much in, like, it's good fun. funky. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that any teenagers who are having a slumber party, that's kind of a perfect. It never takes itself too seriously. Man, not enough hot boys, though. The There's a lot of hot head. girls, not a lot of hot boys. That's yeah. My only, uh, we, need, we need some more hot guys. Speak for yourself, Brian Cox. As John Carpenter, the sexiest director of all time. I know. I'm just saying that, that would be my only, like, I'd warn the girls, be like, there's not much hot dudes in this. But, you know, if it's a, it's a, if it's a, do boys have slumber parties? Is that a thing? This is why, no, we call them sleepovers. Oh, what? okay, fine. So slumber parties and or sleepovers. I feel like this would be a really good movie for like a sleepover. Bunch of dudes like 15 years old 
perfect oh, movie. You're so right. I will also add, if you're going to watch the movie, also just kind of like look into season's greetings. Uh, and just the Sam, the character is, is super cool. And the cutie, feety pajamas. And Sam's all over. If you go into a Halloween spirit, Sam's all over that fucking shop. Because he's adorable. See, I need to have a kid just so I can like dress him up every year as Sam. Yes. That's a good reason to have a kid. You don't get to choose what you want to be for Halloween. I get to decide. You can't watch the movie, but you can be the dude. <laughs> you can be Sam. Something that you mentioned, uh, Marika, that I agree with is like, for me, Halloween is more about spooky and eerie than it is about like straight horror. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's like a key element to yeah. like a good Halloween season is like, I decorate my um, apartment spooky and fun, not like dead bodies. And, yeah. you know, and that's fine if that's what you're into. I, I just, and, for me, yeah. for me, I, I, I like, uh, I, I, I think um, a kid should be able to enjoy the experience. And I think trick or treat for a kid, depending on their age, could be a good transition thing. Because it does go hard a couple of times, but... All the kills are off screen. You don't actually see anybody die. <laughs> or, as I like to say, <laughs> so on that note, <laughs> that was our first uh, the, this is our foray into the Halloween Jamboree. Trick or treat. If you haven't seen it, I think we can all heartily recommend it. Uh, we're going to have some more Halloween episodes coming, more Halloween movies, more Halloween stuff. But, uh, Michelangelo, how about you take us out with a little bit of Italian? Hey, you got to see this movie. It's so fucking good. You're going to want to kiss your wife. It's so good. You're going to want to take the kids and buy them anything they want it's so fucking good this movie for the record that is not the italian language for anyone who might be confused trick-or-treat smell my, my feet, feet give me something, something good to eat, eat. not if too you big don't, not too care. small I'll just the size of montreal what that's a different version don't you sing that here we're not tolerant this is america there is no 14a and there is no Big or small, Montreal. Wait, what's the American what one? Well, pull down your underwear. Pull down your underwear. What's the American ones? Like, pull down your underwear and, like, the Canadian. Trick or treat, smell my feet, give me something good to eat. If you don't, I don't care. I'll just pull down your underwear. Oh, see, that's super American. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's super American. Happy, cool, guys. Happy cool. trick or treat. Happy Halloween. We're keeping this all. Please keep this all. <laughs> Goodbye. Okay. Happy Halloween. <laughs>